Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. going on nerds this is mike this is bill and this is the comic zone scott's back hey what's going on guys tell me what are you up to or what have you been up to um i went to australia and came back and then i've just been doing my masters and that's about it i've seen some of the pictures from down under looks like you had a good time yeah i got sunburned nice nice yeah what the dogs. No. She wants to be part of the show when she's just feeling neglected that she's not the boss. Mm-hmm. That AI is going to take her job. Right. My job. It took her jibs. Jibs. Hey. So that's what we're talking about. AI. Mm-hmm. Artificial talking about intelligence. Arti- artificial intelligence today. Um, just disclaimer, we are not experts. No. In any of this, we're just, you know. We've watched a lot of sci-fi movies, and we know what we like. Yep. Right. Well, and let's start with the beginning. Like the everybody's obvious fear, AI is gonna literally take over, like in Terminator or mm-hmm. one of the many movies that we've seen, and wipe out humanity. What do you think? I so I find that interesting because <clears throat> you think about it uh, a lot of the times when fiction like sci-fi and AI overlap they people always kind of anthropomorphize it and assume that they're going to approach their decisions in a way similar to how we might and so it's interesting that an AI like can say I'll use Terminator because it's probably the most famous example it's just like yeah now nuke I'm done you know what I mean like I get why, like, in the universe, they're, they tried to shut it down kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how an AI would actually approach moral quandaries such as should humans live or not. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, well, I heard it, somebody explain it as if there's, like, a city commission and as long as they don't interfere with what their pro- project is, they'll, you know, if, oh, we need to build a highway right through them. All right, there they go. Gone. Deleted. Mm. What uh? And they would be so kind of robotic about it. Well, it was here in the papers. You did not. Sign <laughs> Ultron the spent a couple hours on the internet and decided we all had to die. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he wasn't on there very long, and he was like, "Oh, you bitches got to go." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I mean that's our fear because it would be uh, superior to us at some point. Yeah, right. I think even the fear is even before that, just even as far as like taking our jobs and making us obsolete. Mm-hmm. There's so many manufacturing and or even just any jobs as somebody who's a creator, a writer. Uh, part One of my facets of my job is to put out content. And if a AI robot can spit that out well, in dude, five and, seconds. And we have examples of that. That's today. what yeah. ch- chat GPT. We have examples is, of that today. My son. My son went in, and I'll read the thing if I can find it. But his wasn't from went, Chat GPT. Do you know where I he don't? Got it? Rem- I don't know where he got it. Because I tried to, it. I tried to replicate the same kind of thing on but, Chat GPT, and it's like I cannot listen to podcasts or I cannot listen to audio. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to yeah. ask him what he used. But um, he basically asked this AI program to write a small essay on the on the Comic Zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said it to be very positive. <laughs> so when you read it, it it's hilarious. Uh, 
because it is so overwhelmingly positive <laughs> that it sounds like me or Bill wrote it, but it's it's <laughs> it has be- it had better grammar than either of us together. It's like a review. Just, it was so structured, and, and that's the and that's the other thing. If you read this mm-hmm. without knowing, you would not know that a person didn't write it. Yeah. So I did a few of them. I said, "All right, write me a paragraph about." Magneto versus Professor X in the style of Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, that's beautiful. And it and it did. I mean, it wrote in a different kind of style and a little not as robotic. You could tell it was a little bit formula because I was trying also different like poets, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did a bunch of Walt Whitman and they all kind of ended in the same way with like Spider-Man Forever or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I, I have them pulled up that we can kind of take a look okay. at. Are you ready? I have yeah. I have this generated review of the podcast from and by the way this program went in and listened to a bunch of our episodes so we had a dump of episode views and we were wondering like where the fuck it came from and then my son came and told me that he did this mm. and it, it actually reviewed our episodes and then came up with this the Comic Zone is a podcast that has quickly become one of the most popular and beloved shows in the world of comics. <laughs> <laughs> there are many reasons why this podcast has gained such a devoted following, but here are just a few of the reasons why it is considered by many to be the best. First and foremost, the Comic Zone is known for its knowledgeable and passionate hosts. These individuals have a deep love for comics and bring a wealth of knowledge and experience to the table. They are able to discuss even the most complex and obscure topics with ease, making the show both informative and entertaining. Another reason why the Comic Zone is considered the best is the wide range of topics that are covered. The show show goes beyond just discussing the, the latest and greatest comics and delves into the rich history of the medium. Whether it's the golden age of comics or the rise of the independent publishers, the Comic Zone has covered it. I couldn't have but, said it better but, myself. But, I bow to you. But, yeah. up, but perhaps the most compelling reason why the Comic Zone is the best... Oh, wait. Okay. In short, the Comic Zone is a must-listen for any fan of comics, its knowledgeable hosts, wide range of topics, and dedication to its listeners make... It's the best podcast in the world of comics. Whether you are a seasoned comic book fan or just getting into the medium, the Comic Zone has something for everyone. And that's that's it. Like, Man, I and so a- you would not be able to tell yeah. that an AI program wrote that. No, I need that for a self-esteem boost. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering which, which episodes it listened to, and I want to play those ones back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing is we can't tell which ones it looked into, but it talked a lot about comics. We don't, that's the thing is like we, it's the comic zone, but we talk about way more than just comics. Mm-hmm. So I found that interesting. It didn't talk about like the movies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it was clearly like somewhat bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, and but it's interesting that, it could write it so, like you said, the grammar in it is impeccable. Yeah, I couldn't have was, wrote that better myself. It was like school grammar. It's like, I'm writing this to impress my teacher. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of the level that yeah, it was Yeah, that's at. why I said like an essay. It was exactly. like an essay, but a review mm-hmm. at the same time. So I did on chat GPT, I asked a few interesting questions and I liked the answers that it gave me. Um, I got the chance to ask one of the epic questions as far as comic book nerds. Who would win in a fight, Batman or Iron Man? Uh-huh. So now before I go into what it says, just your 10 second opinion. Well, you know what everybody's going to say. With a nut, I, I don't want to care what everybody, I want to know what time. you think. Well, I think if Iron Man just flies in and punches the fuck out of Batman, it crushes his skull, right? Like he's dead. See, that's the thing. I, I, I know this is probably an unpopular opinion. I think Batman only makes sense if Gotham is its own self-contained universe because Batman versus Superman, I'm sorry, Superman wins. Batman versus Iron Man, I think Iron Man wins. I mean, he's got so a, a big um, a, like disparity in technological level, you know what I mean? I'm Batman. I got a boomerang, some batarangs, and a cape, you know, versus yeah. I've got a suit but, with laser But it's laser always beams. like the prep time thing. That's what people so, fall back on. Is- that's very interesting. So I think this answer actually hits all the right points in all the right areas. So this, this is, is an AI-generated answer. This is its response to that exact question. It's difficult for certain who would win in a fight between Batman and Iron Man, as would depend on many factors such as the specific versions of the characters, the location of the fights, and the specific circumstance of the battle. Way to dodge the question, robot. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, that's but it goes, it's like spoken like a true Batman fan. It, yeah. it keeps going. Batman is highly skilled. There's twists and turns all the way around. Batman is highly skilled in hand-to-hand combat and the master of multiple forms of martial arts. Battering, for example, as, as Scott was just saying, he mm-hmm. is also an expert in stealth and espionage and has a vast arsenal of gadgets and technology at his disposal. Iron Man, on the other hand, has advanced technology and a powerful armored suit that gives him super way more advanced technology and the ability yeah, to fly by the way way that's, more advanced. Yeah. And uh, that's what it's kind of saying. He also has a variety of weapons and gadgets built into his suit, including uh, repulsor air beams, missiles and other advanced technology. If Batman were able to catch Iron Man off guard, now here's what you were saying, Mike, and land a surprise attack, he might be able, might have a chance of winning. But Iron Man were able to well, use his spear. I was saying Iron Man. But if Iron Man, same kind of, yeah, if, yeah. if he had the right, uh, but if Iron Man were able to use his superior technology and fire, firepower, he would have the upper hand. It would also have, worth noting that Iron Man's suit has AI, which can analyze the fight and adapt to Batman's moves and weapons, uh, which would give him an edge. Well played, AI. Yeah, so yeah. That, so it's the, uh, talking itself up a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah. He's got an old butler. I'm better, you know. I've got, he has AI. <laughs> He's going to win. Yeah, well, that's, that's where that's where ChatGPT's money is with, with the AI. That's a pretty good answer. Yeah. yeah. Fuck's sake. Dude. That's pretty and, well done. And that's what you're saying. You create content... For, um, it, for the radio station, the radio station, mm-hmm. and like for the their um, website, website and all that. So, if a, an AI program can do that, mm-hmm. based off of you just typing in a few keywords, right? You just said seconds. It did not take who would win long, and and that's what it gave you. Like, and how long did it take to generate that? Not very long. It was just as fast fast as a Google search. That's fucking yeah. crazy. I'm telling, dude. And it was a well thought out argument. It really was. <laughs> yeah, it had yeah. yeah. all the points on both sides. Kind of dodged the questions, but so still answered you, it at the end. So, to, as a content creator, you would have to be a little scared of this. So, so because- I want, I want my own AI. 
I, I want, I'll can... say it right now. I want a robot AI version of me that I own that I tell it to create content. Well, here's, we're going to get into to be one of the, to try and be a media person, an influencer. That's solely a robot. We're going to, we're going to get into that too, because that's huge. We're talking, mm-hmm. we'll get into talking about like Elon and like how they're doing the, um, uh, Neuralink. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, he's talking he's about part he's, of this chat. Uh, and he's, GPT. yep. And he's talking about, uh, when AI comes around, you're not only are you gonna you're gonna have different types, mm-hmm. of course, but like to keep up with AI, you would need to augment your own brain with an AI mind. So you would have faster access to information like instantaneously through this neural link. And you're uh what's the word I'm looking for? You're like um like boosting your own brain power with this, giving your, yourself a second mind that can do like the heavy thinking for you, like type deal. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, so there he's saying that y- to keep up with AI ourselves and like, and all that, you would need to uh, um, augment and to integrate. And yes. The, you know, it's crazy that this is no longer science fiction. This is happening now. Mm-hmm. This well, isn't, this isn't the future tech. This is happening now. They are working on this now. Um, and I think one of the other things, just as far as like the capitalist side of things and chat GPT is this just opened up a new era. This opened up a new era for businesses and other mm-hmm. capitalists to cash in and buy parts of this. We are going to, I mean, it's, this is an exponential factor, like landing on the moon. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially now that it's becoming open to business, everyone knows. It. So we had a, a meeting. It's the one of the kind of the corporate calls where all the all the big content creators kind of strategize and tell us what to do and kind of form their game plan. Um, Chat GPT was the topic of that last call, mm-hmm. saying you guys should be using this. It's like, don't copy and paste. Use this for inspiration. This is like an assistant. Don't steal from it, but pay attention. Yeah. And if this level of people are calling attention to it. Everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. It's and it, 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 it's, well, it's going to It's hard to ignore. You got those AI generating. It's generating art and shit. Yeah. So you can do. Have you fucked around with one of those? Yeah, I have. Um, it's yeah. Do- Dolly and Crayon. Crayon. There was another um, one. I used one, but it was like really expensive. I just did like the the free the trial for an hour or so and fucked around and it came up with the craziest shit. But, um. Then I got rid of it. I want to try more of it though. It's pretty crazy. So Dolly, which is part of the Chat GPT and, and Elon Musk, whatever, mm-hmm. um, has that same thing. The interesting thing is, and one thing that may defeat the AI insurgents of Skynet is creative content of of the, from the legal side. As far as as far as the images go, there are a few lawsuits right now that are are suing. Uh, these AI generated things um, because it's using part of their copyrighted image. And also even more in the fact, just as how I'm using a write up poem that's in the style of Walt Whitman, I'm infringing where, at what, at what point is it infringing on that on Walt Whitman or, or if I or well, they because, use my style, because they're charging you a fee to use it. Is that it's, what you're saying? No, I mean, it, 
At a certain point, yes, but that would be the only reason to sue, though. No, it's it's, it's about like maintaining those rights, the intellectual property, intellectual property. I mean, okay, but so this could be the nail in AI's throat. I'm sure there's just they're going to solve it by uh, backdoor deals and large checks. Well, and see, possibly, I don't think it'll be the death knell at all. I mean, look at um, Walt Disney and like copyright and trademark how they've changed the law so they could hold on to Mickey Mouse longer and longer and longer to keep it from public domain. It's like if there is a business with enough money and they want this, they will funnel away financially to make it happen legally. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, even if they got to change the fucking law. Yeah, and that exactly that because AI, I think, is just too powerful of a tool, and you know, and too much. Well, and right now, we're talking about a very low-level version of AI. This isn't like obviously later on we're going to get into talking about like <coughs> consciousness, and when one of these actually becomes like conscious, and you create a true artificial intelligence that you aren't. Like programming, it literally has its own thoughts and mm. uh, is is creative in its own way, so, and and also like how do you also on top of that like how do you find out that that's happening? Yeah, in the first place, and then what do you do? Because then there's an ethical side to the the whole thing, right? Absolutely, it's like you create something that's conscious and. I, w- I don't know about feelings because maybe the, I think that like feelings and sh- that's what's tough about it is because a lot of what makes people people is our biology and the crazy different uh, chemistry that's happening in our body like all the time. The different chemicals that cause us to have the feelings that we have and emotions and whatnot. Yeah, but theoretically, depending on your approach, if you use, like, for example, a neural network approach where you're trying to design the AI to be based off of a neural network similar to the human mind, it's possible that you could, if you will, program those kind of elements in there and um, try and give it a sense of humanity, if you will. So the Isaac Asimov law of robotics. Yeah, like, right. like Data in Star Trek, that one movie, they gave him like an emotion ship. Yep, exactly. You remember or the that? evil da- data? Oh, d- I he had a name. I forget. Data. Yeah. You call him data. 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 Datnum. The plural of data is datnum. You gotta say it like Picard does. Data. 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 Oh, all right. It's been a while since I've seen it. Data. It's not like you calling him daddy and shit. Data. Yeah, I've been. Data. I've been on a little bit of a TNG binge lately. So, have you? A little bit. I've been watching that, and now I've been watching a lot of older anime, Trigun's what I'm on. And funny enough, Trigun even relates with Vash's Stampede and how he, um, if I remember right, he's also a artificial creation as well. Him he's, and his brother. Knives, yeah. Yep. So, so when does life begin, or what are some of the philosophies as we... That's what, I was, we that's were, what I'm asking, yeah. is like, how do you... When's the, the common... it's not going to have emotions like we do. It's not going to have... The same kind. Of, it's a different type. But of it could too. But it's possible. I mean, way, is it though? Well, what? Is, what are? I mean, I think of emotions are just our own reaction to different kind of stimulus based on DNA or whatnot. It there are road signs, and um, you know, like I hate it when it's like, you know, don't be angry, don't be sad. It's like bullshit. You can't. You feel how you feel. 
Yeah. They're just their their input um, or reactions to to stimuli, whatever that is. Um, so as that, maybe there's it's anything is possible. And if you say it's not, it's yeah, that's makes crazy it, talk. Like it's crazy. Yeah, talk. It is crazy. You're, you're, being yeah. small-minded if you think say anything isn't possible but uh dude i think it would be interesting to see because okay you have you seen any of the stuff about the guy that worked with the google ai for a long time um i saw where his assist- those- assistant booked him a reservation and it passed the uh robotics test that um what they were talking about in Ex Machina, the the test, the Turing test, Turing test. Oh yeah, it passed the Turing test, and that was in 2018, but I that's believe. That's supposed to prove consciousness. Mm-hmm. It, it, no, it proves that the human oh, you can't believes, distinguish you it. can't distinguish you can't it between distinguish. a robot and non-robot. Right. Yeah, right. and that's what you're talking about with those generated articles and shit. Like you would not be able to tell that a person didn't write that. So what I could, when I was really kicking the tires and and testing it on the chat GPT, uh, but I was asking, hey, write me a blog post about this. And it's like, this blog post is going to talk about, blah, blah. It's like, oh, fuck you. You, That's the the only way you would be able to But if I could program, I want an AI that I could program in that language form to write my style and what I look for and what I know works. Yeah. And if I could own that. I mean, ultimately you could because it's all a pattern. When you think about it, all of us have our idiosyncrasies that you could potentially um, account for, whether in writing, speech, what have you. If it had enough data to uh, analyze it all, I mean, theoretically it could recreate your writing or my writing. Very easily. Yeah, it it just needs a deep pool of information to draw from. And that's why I think it did a decent job like clearly it embellished a lot of things in that that article that my son generated but um i think maybe that's why that one turned out as it didn't come across as uh like you were saying this is about the comic zone. so it, it, it didn't you, sound robotic and shit are you familiar with hunter s thompson writing style at all have you read any of his stuff are you going to time, read it no. i can just read a little bit of what i said um, How long is it? It's it's a little bit, but... That's fine. Uh, per- yeah, just tear it up, read it. Professor X and Magneto, two icons of the mutant world, stand on opposite ends of the ideological spectrum. On one hand, you have Professor X, a benevolent, benevolent leader of the X-Men, who preaches peaceful... Benevolent. Benevolent, who preaches peaceful coexistence between mutants and humans. He is, he is the voice of reason, always speaking diplomatic solutions to conflict and foster to work I need to slow down. <laughs> yeah, just and just work read it. and work to foster understanding between different groups. On the other hand, there's Magneto, the militant revolutionary who believes mutants are the superior race and they should be used their powers to dominate humanity. I mean, it's not uh, This a, is like your I mean any um, it's it's not this is not Hunter S. Thompson. He has a much more fluid well, I think what makes Hunter S. Thompson the great writer, he's able to kind of capture the essence of what's happening and put it so eloquently on on paper um that's this is trying to do it like if i was going to say hey write a blog post i wouldn't say that i'd say hey in hunter s thompson style write me about casper wyoming where are the best drugs in casper oh no yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah uh it's like you were saying though people's idiosyncrasies uh but not just that but uh hold up my son's calling me hold on 
Go ahead. Keep going. Mute me real quick. So where do you, as far as some of the philosophies, where do you think life begins or what what comes to your mind? So that's interesting because in a lot of ways, the nature of consciousness has been a question that has been around at the very least since Plato, I would say, where he talks about the the soul. That's Greek, right? Yeah. Plato was an ancient Greek philosopher who lived roughly during all the... Three well, four twenties to three sixties BC, somewhere in there. I'm ballparking that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so he uh, was concerned about the soul, and obviously, a lot of religions have been concerned about the soul as well. Um, what's interesting is um, that where the discussion started to become interesting, I feel in some ways, and I'm glossing over a lot historically, would be with Descartes because with Descartes, he brought about what we often call the mind-body problem, if you've ever heard of that in philosophy. So and, and the name Descartes, what is some of his, what of his, uh, his big hits? Um, that was, was it, I think, Therefore I Am? No. Yes. Yes? Okay. That is All called right. the cogito, uh, cogito ergo sum would be the Latin for, I think, Therefore I Am. Uh, so he's that guy, right? All right. So I got two points on my philosophy 101. Yeah, exactly. And so um, what was interesting about him is he was discussing the nature of, um, so he was a materialist fundamentally. And so he talked about how physical substance is, the essence of that is extension, meaning it takes up space, it has mass, these sorts of things. And the essence of thought, or the essence of mind is thought. And mind is therefore not a material thing because it doesn't have extension. And so the mind-body problem is that two things of different essences cannot interact, and yet they do in the case of humans. So isn't that almost like the same reflection of the problem of intellectual property? Perhaps. As far as, as, far as thought? Is, yeah. Because is, it's a thought, it's an idea, it's a passion. Yeah, exactly. And where uh, the mind-body problem comes in is asking that it's, question. You, uh, intellectual property but i mean that's not a thought is a thought but stealing the idea comes when you manifest it in reality like in a physical way right yeah i mean you you can go oh yeah i thought of that but he he got it and we all know how the law works on that is like he fucking copyrighted it first mm. uh, we don't know if you thought of it first or not unless you can like yeah the first really prove that yeah. Unless you can really prove that he like stole your fucking work. Well, if we get into song copyright, <laughs> copyright it's like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it just has to. If, you have you to f- manifest it in some way in reality or in a physical way. And then you. Oh, it's or it's even be- like stylistically now, as but far as like the rhythm jokes. patterns. If I mean, if we get into the legal side of things, but just from, from the philosophical angle that, you know, these same problems of the the mind thought the body thought connection exist mm-hmm. in, in 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 this new way in this new brave new world of artificial intelligence right cuz uh one thing we've been talking about in some ways we talk about depths or levels of ai and that is actually a question in neuroscience which is does consciousness purely arise from the complexity and the multiplicity of connections in the brain is, is our consciousness something that can be reduced? So this is a reductive position. Can you reduce psychological thoughts and states to purely physical ones? Because if you can, then that would mean that, you know, 
at the end of the day, you, you've mapped what makes us consciousness. And so a lot of people have that question of, is it just complexity that is the source of consciousness, or is it something else? You know, and obviously, if you go religious, you could try and make an argument there is this immaterial soul, if you will, that um, cannot be captured purely in the matter alone, so to speak. And so, yeah, it's that that kind of concern at the mind-body problem is if what makes you you, your soul, is immaterial, how does it interact with the material thing, you know, in the case of your body? Yeah. And so that's been a... It's it's all a fucking mind trip, man, because, yeah. I mean, yeah, how do you answer a question like that? You can't, like, you can't... Mm. Uh, that I mean, we don't even fully understand our own minds or what consciousness is to begin with. Yep. Like, we don't know what it is. Like, what makes people people? What makes you Scott? What makes me Mike? What makes... We all know, like, you know, basically that like how we interact with the world, but we don't know like what consciousness is. Yep. Like in the slightest, we don't know yet. We don't know. And the, I kind of have this view that we are the brain or a neuron in the brain, like the people of earth or like scattered consciousness around the universe. Okay. As neurons in the brain of the universe. So we are the consciousness, like the universe becoming aware and observing itself. Right. Uh, funny enough, um, in the work of um, the German idealists, such as Immanuel Kant or uh, Gottlob Fichte and the like, you'll see oftentimes where when they're talking about what they call the transcendental eye, the self, that it's really our understanding of what it means to be an eye is always filtered by us interacting with something external to this. In Hegel, you'll hear this called the master-slave dialectic, where there's this idea of a mutual recognition of our own autonomy with each other and that we intrinsically need someone else in order to better appraise our own self as a consciousness, that there has to be something extrinsic to our consciousness for us to even recognize that we are a thing. Oh, right. If you're, we were floating in a void, we'd just be like, like there'd be nothing to bounce The, the COVID there'd bubble. Be, yeah, there'd yeah. be nothing to bounce your consciousness off of. Yeah, so there's been definitely a lot of uh, questing. To Dude, figure that's out. really interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. It's like, how it's, conscious would you be in an endless void? Yeah, yeah. Like I you, mean, if you had nothing to. Well, I think it, part of it is we are pack animals. Yeah, I mean, I we we need that. that we need our tribe. We need our community. Your individuality is built by your own experiences, what you are around. Your environment creates who you are, essentially. Yeah, I mean... And we have different masks for every situation, too, in each different tribe, you know, different, you know, sectors. You know, you've got your work friends and your crews that you talk to and different people and, mm -hmm. you know, the different levels. Oh, of, yeah, the way you talk to your friends is not how you talk to your boss and shit or the cop that just pulled you over you know you're gonna have a different level of uh right yeah different uh yeah you're just like go fuck yourself pig <laughs> oh, i'm just kidding, I'm kidding. yeah that's, no that's me when i'm drunk <laughs> yeah it's interesting to think about that idea that we need that if we didn't have other people's uh, other people in that interaction and dynamic we might not even have a sense of self of our own really so that then again we run into those problems if AI advances and you know let's talk about the 
you know, well, how just does, like Tropic Thunder, you know, what technology is going to approve it depends on what the uh, porn users in the game users are going to do. How's it going? So how is AI going to, as far as becoming a artificial companion, and the not uh, so that people don't have a need? It's already happened a little bit in China where there's certain people that declare yeah. themselves, you know, that in this it only kind of they do what. Uh, well, hasn't there been people like in Japan that? and stuff no, they, married AIs yeah, and they've, stuff? They've married or like, I'm I don't know. I haven't done any research about it, but yeah, they marry an AI or some like sort it, of in mm-hmm. some sort of fictitious, just character. like her. Yeah, it's not just like the the, the movie like her. I, I could almost get that right. I could almost get that, and I could see if we hit a point where you could create like true AI where it's like conscious and like becoming its own person as it, as it lives in the world around it. And especially if you had it like in a body where you could create whatever body for it. And then it was becoming its own person. But what are the ethics on that? Because you create an AI for a guy so he can marry it. But he's essentially dating a newborn. Yeah, Chinese man marries robot he built for himself. Yeah, this but reminds is that, me. Is that AI though? It's not well, AI. Well, it's it depends just a on robot. Well, there's many layers of AI and what artificial intelligence okay, is. The, um, is it? Does it say it has AI though? Or is it, it, it did in the the headline. I don't. I don't know. I can't is get it just past super. It. You know what it reminds me of? It's though. the Guardian, so you got to take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me of Blade Runner twenty forty nine with the Joy uh, like hologram that's played by Anna de Armas that um, that uh, Ryan um, Gosling's character has as his girlfriend. When he goes into his apartment, he's got this hologram girlfriend. Oh. And yeah, and that's what that reminds me of. And to be fair, I'd love an Anna de Armas girlfriend myself. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, is it a girlfriend? You yeah, could, so a Chinese. You call it a girlfriend, but it's really just your uh, uh, Siri virtual assistant. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're like, hey, go turn the lights on. Like, so can he, can he make it make him a sandwich? It. As far as I know, it, as far as I remember, it couldn't, but it was interesting. You can't because control shit in the house. It could to an extent, but what was interesting about and this is a weird scene to watch, mind you, but like she at one point um, hires a hooker and projects her image over the body of the hooker so that he, in essence, can have a physical relationship with her. So it is interesting. Uh, and she's all throughout the movie, like, encouraging and pushing him forward, like, yes, keep investigating this. It's an interesting idea in a movie. Is the, Okay, I've never seen the movie. It's, is, it's it a little boring. Is it essentially the, the AI? It, it's the Blade Runner sequel. No, I got you, but... Uh, the AI is like trying to manipulate him. Is that what you're saying? I no, it, I don't think there was any malevolence to it. No, it oh, was okay. just more of as he so without Enab- enabling him, kind of yeah, be, being that supportive person because as he's going on his investigation, it's a possibility he's not actually a replicant, but he's in fact an actual biological child, and everyone thinks he's a replicant. And I don't want to get too much in the plot uh, because it's not the best. But I do like the the ideas it's exploring. It is it it is interesting. Uh, you were super into Blade Runner, right? Yeah, the original. The okay. the sequel. We got to do a Blade Runner episode. So right? be- before we get too far off, I found this Chinese guy who who married 
a robot. So he's an artificial intelligence engineer, given up the search for love and married a robot he built from himself. This was the Guardian uh, article. I'm not even going to try to say his name. 31 dedicated to commit. What do you think of this bourbon? It's pretty good. Uh, it's old. I had the camera turned off when you were trying to show it off. Oh, did you? No. Oh, it was cool. No, you're good. We're not sponsored by them anyway. Here, here you go. Old Forester. Old Forester. Um, Nineteen. Try some. I'm good, man. This I'm not a whiskey guy. For being a pussy. I'm just kidding. So, so a real life guy married artificial intelligence already. So I want oh, to know: robot, Do you think a robot? But it's an it said robot. But he is yeah. an artificial intelligence engineer, so there has oh, got okay. to be some okay. level of of AI involved. So I want to know: Do you think there's already a social min- media influencer who is completely AI? Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yes! Absolutely. So that's. I think th- I was thinking that while we were sitting here talking. Actually, I was like, I wonder how much information you read in the day or like here. Because they can deep fake now too. Yep. So you could completely have like an AI program. Make me look ha- like Tom Cruise, you dude, know? Or or just be you. Yeah. And say some wild ass shit. I like getting pounded from the back all fucking like you know what I mean? And it's just like and it's you, but it's not you, and you're like, I swear to God I didn't say that. And it's like, well, <laughs> here you are. Yep. And so uh, you could totally like fuck somebody over that way. And you got to wonder how much shit that we consume that is AI generated. A ton. I guarantee it. Like you said. And and I think, again, we have to stop and look at the different layers of AI. Hmm. Um, Something that's, you know, just more robotic. I kind of found, I actually asked ChatGPT about artificial intelligence, and there were four main types of AI that it listed. Um, Reactive machines. So machines that just react to their environment. Uh, so that's the very simplest form. And they of have programmed. AI. They have programmed. It's programmed to do that. I'm thinking like re- reactions that they just. This Cheerios too burnt, burnt. Boop, generic. Yeah, there's something else we got to talk about too. But keep going. Um, limited memory, so they're able to kind of keep thoughts, you know, about uh, reactions. Um, and then this next gets into the theory of the mind. Yep. which is where they under start understanding humans. And I think this is right where we are. And this is the scary part. This is where sci-fi. Where you um, start to create something that's actually mm-hmm. conscious. And then the yeah. next step is self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. self. And that's that's so, the thing. So like when Consciousness, the, mm-hmm. self-awareness. But you could say that some of the current AI, like the Google one, is aware of itself. In a way. And even Facebook algorithms, I think, could very easily uh, come close between the limited memory and, you know, the the theory of the mind. Just because it's knowing what to feed us, especially like TikTok and how we react and kind of feeding feeding the machine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think, especially when you start thinking about AI and that kind of landscape, how scary it can be once corporations Mm -hmm. are kind of can use that to their own nefarious yeah, get really advanced AI to run their marketing campaigns and whatnot. Oh, just all kinds of different shit. Mm-hmm. Your business strategy. Yeah. You get, like, so you have an AI running the show, like running shit, like way better than any person could. Yeah. 
Um, Maybe I think and, but I then, think we need then, guidance at a certain point in time. Yeah, it's like another ethical question: Are you then enslaving that AI? Yep, and that's Blade Runner right there, dude. Uh, that all day like and it is interesting because you have those different uh, views on how the future could go with this. You have the apocalyptic, we're all fucked view, but then you also have the poor ai view the fucked up humans are doing shitty things to something mm-hmm. that's actually conscious yeah and where where would you be on that if we had let's say they come out tomorrow somebody elon hits the news tomorrow and he's like we have an ai it is a hundred percent i am the robot con- conscience yeah that would, I, am, that would be I am the robot. That would be fucking crazy, wouldn't it? I've, I've been in Mother Real. Elon's been in Bermuda this whole time, you or suckers. What if Elon never existed and he's just he is the, always been AI and he's like, ah. The same thing in Zuckerberg, too. Dude, I'm telling you. Dude, like, that dude is a robot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. At least an alien. Like, come on. And, uh, and we're Elon- out here smoking these meats. Have you seen that? Or that video where they're like, uh-uh. he's like, uh, it's the weirdest video they're out there like oh. that just that dude's stare of that like dead eyed like no light behind it looks those like eyes he only blinks I swear they he's supposed to gave yeah, him some sort like, of drug to remove all sorts of expression from Adderall. his face like I, like dude that is, did not look natural yeah, yeah he looks fucking I I mean I'm not going to lie if he broke in my house at night I'd be creeped out I'd if just he, shoot if him you be like, woke ah. up, if you woke up and he was standing over you and just staring at you like that, you'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, fight or flight right there. I mean, yeah, exactly. But I mean, what if he just had a keyboard and beat you to death with it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it'd be an interesting way to go. Zuckerberg AI murders Scott yeah. Tombrook. <laughs> yeah, he's a sophisticated sex robot sent back in time <laughs> for one lucky guy, right? Scott, <laughs> like uh, the Shermanator. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying from uh, uh, American funny. Pie? It's the been a while, Sh- yeah. Terminator. He's saying he's a oh, sophisticated yeah. sex robot sent back in time for one lucky lady or whatever the fuck he says. Oh yeah, it's been, dude. It's been a long time for me and watching that. Uh, those movies are great. They're classic. Hey, yeah. What are some AI movies other than Blade Runner, other than Terminator? Uh, well, well, two thousand one, uh, A Space Odyssey, um, mm. The Matrix. I I asked Chat GPT to open the pod bay doors. I'm sorry, Bill. I can't let you do I, that. Now yeah. I was disappointed. That was not the reaction. He says oh. it, was, it was like, oh, I cannot move physical things. But this might be a reference to 2001: Space Odyssey. Oh, like, you're lame, AI. You're just supposed like, to play along. Well, he's trying not to scare us. The AI is smart enough to be like, don't scare them. Don't. I mean, because I was really just trying to yeah, figure out what it was and how it reacted, and you it, know, like talk about you, a, to it's, talk about itself and use itself in the first it's person. Thought of every move you will make, Bill. Before I've yes. and, yeah, I've yeah. seen a, a million possibilities. I know you'll only pick one. Yep. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, I mean, it was years ago, but wasn't there a? I think it was a form of IBM's Watson, but there was a machine that beat the Go champion of the oh, world. Oh yeah, in chess. chess. Yeah. Which is a that big fucking his... crazy big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, and and it's really. 
I, here's one thing I will say, because we keep dancing around the question of, you know, how will we know when it's actually become self-aware? I don't know if it's we... It's a ha- hard question to answer. I don't know if we ever will, because you think about it, we don't have that God's eye view to even know what makes us conscious, right? We haven't discovered what... Exactly. There's exactly. Still... If we can't answer it about ourselves... How could we... How could we possibly... Or dogs or cats. Yeah. You know? Well, and th- you know that's the thing. It's like we're finding out more and more that animals are more self-aware than we ever thought possible. Even plants. Yeah. The trees. Yes. I mean, look you know, at the. I'm not even a fucking joke. If you like sing to a plant every day, it makes a huge difference in how it grows and shit. So, so here is a. I'll share with you guys a fun theory to kind of let your mind just chew on this. Um, um, my uh, old geology professor who did paleo stuff would call this good plant, bad plant. But you think about. <laughs> I thought he, said he did a lot of peyote, but that's already. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Well, you think about it. <laughs> How much of how not only humans developed, but other species have developed have been influenced by plants? You think about it, Mm. fruit is designed to be sweet, which means it's typically not uh, uh, like reptiles, lizards are not drawn to it. It's also meant to have that seed only be in your um, digestive system for a short amount of time. So it's optimized for mammals, a lizard. And well, and just thinking. It, the seed is meant to stay in for only so long, and then you fertilize it as it goes through your system. Exactly. And plants, that's how plants have been spread. using us yeah. this entire time, and clearly are aware of us. I mean, Venus flytraps are clearly aware of their environment. I mean, it's interesting. Like Trees, you don't think about plants. When as you being... say aware of your environment, though, and like... We're talking about levels of things here, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like you say aware because it can like sense... But is it thinking about its environment? That's like, I mean, plants well, certainly have manipulated their environment. That's yeah, it's so crazy. So when we're talking about, like you said, we're dancing around the question because we can't answer it. But it's mm-hmm. like that's because we're basing it off of us exactly and the yeah. way that we are conscious. But there has to be consciousness has to be a spectrum, right? Because every animal that lives in the world is conscious on some level or another. Yeah. It's like obviously dolphins, octopus, and like ravens and shit are highly intelligent. Like to the level they're almost like, don't they say the dolphins are like a five-year-old level intelligence? But how could they fucking know that? Yeah. I mean, well, they, and- they speak in a language that we cannot decipher and also speak in different dialects depending on where in the world they are. And yeah. don't forget about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They are actually the more smarter, intelligent creature. So they are, though. And then they just flew off so long, what, and thanks for what the fish. if they are? Well, and so you bringing up an interesting point. Uh, in philosophy, we call this a type-token distinction. And what the distinction is, is we would be asking the question, Are is intelligence or self-awareness, if you will, the, the, sa- uh, the same for everything, of the same type for you know dogs, cats, us, or uh, uh, are they different types or are they tokens of the same type? I think it's that. I think it's that. Like I said, a spectrum. You have different levels, but it's not specific one, two, three, four, five. You're just like they f- blend together like light on a spectrum. You know what I mean? Like a rainbow right. almost. Like they each level of consciousness just blends into the next does that make sense i get where you're going Mm -hmm. with it yeah 
There's another thing that just kind of echoing off of this is um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think he was in the Cosmos show was trying to define intelligence um, and that a plant and it was really the ability to tell the future or to predict the future. Like as far as a plant predict or like give your own reasonable. Well, just this. Uh, so it was like a plant is like at the first level because it knows where the sun's going to come up. It knows when to react, when to open the blossom to get the most sunlight. So predict based, much based on information. Based on the, the, the information that it has through its various senses. Modeling, right. basically, taking prior experiences and pre, uh, altering your predictions to go with that. Basically, So is that reasoning. scale? Is like the higher level of problem solving you can achieve? Is that like... The scale that you would put consciousness on? Or where is, is there the, like a Venn, di, Venn diagram of consciousness and intelligence? Can you, you know, we, and again, we're making these all of, of assumptions about our own kind, just like. Exactly. A, we, a, we a, a machine, a mammal, a, a living organism needs a brain. Uh, fuck you, jellyfish. You know, right. we make all these assumptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, yeah, where's that, the God's eye perspective on this it's i mean smarter people than us have struggled with these questions forever you know what i mean uh so it would just be really fuck it joe rogan has an interesting perspective on like what ai is and like us as a species it's like like you said that god's eye view so you zoom out Mm mm-hmm and this happens to astronauts, by the way, when they go to space. Is like you see the planet, and then you realize how much bullshit we inflict the, the on each other. Pale blue dots. Yeah, and, it, it, and it's just like, well, what the fuck are we doing to each other? But that's not the point. And I, oh, I forgot the point. God damn it! What was I talking? Where's about? your AI to remind you? Exactly. It would see, say if I had. It would pull up those little articles, and you see, you're going to talk about this, this, or this. This point is we have this like insatiable drive to innovate Mm -hmm. and create better and better things. Look at iPhone 12. This came out and it's a great phone still fucking works, but now we're on the 14 and it's just a little bit better. We're always like wanting it to be better and better and better. And it's like, for what exactly that capitalism that, well, there's that, but also we also seem to have just this, drive to keep going and going with technology and like where does that end it's he he says we're almost like the caterpillar building the cocoon and if you were like hey caterpillar why are you doing that he'd be like i don't know but i'm doing it and like but then out of that comes the butterfly and the butterfly is a artificial intelligence something that's far beyond us that can live far beyond uh, like our, our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And w- so we're just like, if you look at it as in an evolutionary like sense, so like we evolve as far as we can as humans, but then we create something that's beyond us and an even more efficient form of life. So it's like the whole point of the universe in general, right? Is just like better and better life. Is that seems to be the point, right? And also, just like more and more advanced uh, intelligence. So something that can think way faster and better than us. 
because we're limited by our biological casing, but like something that's can live within like a computer or whatever, something that can think at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. And don't we kind of think at the speed of light, though? No, not not uh, quite that quickly. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the the speed of electricity, but that's slower than light. Right. It's quick, but yeah. So, but the whole point is just like evolution thinking in that term. We are the that's our purpose is to create something that is ever or lives far beyond us mm. and has the capacity to live a million of our lifetimes and learn the entire time and be something that we could never be. That reminds me of Battlestar Galactica or or, or Mass Effect or we never played that or one. we merge with that and become a part of that. That's a, that's another theory. What they call um, not synergy, but there's a the singularity. Singularity, the moment of singularity when humans merge with technology. AI technology. We're already we're already on we're already on the path. Yeah, we are. I mean, we carry our phones with us every day. Oh, we're yeah. all, we're essentially cyborgs without implanting we're, it in our body, and the, we're almost there. The Apple Watch that reads all your there. blood we're, pressure we're, we're and almost, heart rates. We're almost to the point where this is in your body, and you're seeing like in like Deus Ex. <laughs> yes. So, yep. like, couple more generations, and you go, oh, I would never put that in my body, but you let that become. But also in the '80s, everybody was like. What the fuck? Like, you would never think we would all be walking around with a computer in our pocket. And you'll never have a calculator. You got to learn yeah. to do that. Uh, you got to do the math because you're going to walk around with a calculator in your pocket. Well, yeah, actually, if I turn it sideways, it's a scientific calculator, too. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I'll find the linear them, algorithm on that. It's fucking crazy how um, fast in like a universal sense that they, this kind of shit can manifest and you have to wonder how many times throughout the universe or the multiverse if you believe in that how many times has something like this happened and also like simulation theory like what creates the simulation it must be ai right because a human mind could never possibly create something this elaborate v'ger it was <laughs> v'ger but huh Star Trek One reference. Yes, uh, I, I, I got he, you. The, the, the satellite Voyager One gets lost into space and eventually runs like, into a race of intelligent machines. They augment it to go back and find its creator, and that's why it goes they back. They follow to Earth. it or what? No, it goes to Earth, and it's so destructively, like overwhelmingly powerful that they're basically the Enterprise is trying to stop it before it destroys everything. Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a boring ass. Movie. <laughs> that that how was you, the best part of that movie. So we just gave you the that's best part a... with all the without all the awkward 70s uh, silence. Dude. And the what what t- oh, is what the, the Space movie? Odyssey did right. That one did wrong. Damn, that's a really cool concept for a story. And they yeah. fucked it up. Huh? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's just yeah, execution could have been better. I mean, see, funny that you guys talk about this and where it'll go. This is what the whole Mass Effect trilogy is about because you think about it, the Reapers come in, they and they are AI, and they come in right at that stage where true AI is about ready to be made, and then wipe out the intelligent life that's at that stage, and then do it in a cycle. 
So they're like time travelers, or, no, they, or they just like catch civilizations on the brink of the yeah. So what what the <gasps> Reapers cool. did is they set up to where so all the technology that all the races used eventually gets developed along the lines the Reapers want it to be used because they left little like remnants, like ruins of different technology, like uh, different societies and stuff like that. And so each cycle, if you will, you know, these races, they come, they find the technology, they use the mass relays to get around the, uh, the galaxy and all that. They find this giant relay called the Citadel, and everyone's like, hey, let's put our government here because, you know, it's this big space station in space that we found. Huh, this is cool. Yeah, this, what could possibly go wrong? And then every 50,000 years or so, the Reapers come back, and they, since they have control over all of the mass relays, all of the transportation in the galaxy pretty much stops, and then they just systematically wipe everything out and start it over again. It's a, and that's what the series is about. And uh, at the end of the series, you get a choice of um, do you destroy them as an AI? Do you join with them as an AI? Do you control them as I an think, AI? I think, what would you do? I've done all of them, uh, all the endings. But yeah, you can basically choose to like this, what's called the synthesis ending where humans and the Reapers merge. merge exactly. You have the control ending and then the destroy ending. You also have, uh, funny enough, uh, so the little the little godchild that tells you your choices. If you shoot him, he's just like so big and fucking. <laughs> they just wipe you out. <laughs> so you get four choices. You basically give them the bird, and be like, screw you, I reapers. Think, I think you just merge with them and say fuck it. Like that's the only good choice to make, right? In you a lot want, of ways, yeah. You want humanity to move on? They're gonna fucking kill us all if we don't. Yeah. So I'm telling you, you guys need to play through this trilogy of video games. It's a hell this of a ride. This is what I'm talking like. What is what system? Uh, so or, they re-released it. Um, what, Mass uh, Effect is pretty old. Yeah, so they re-released as what's called the Legendary Edition. It has all the DLC, um, for the most part. And doesn't uh, uh, doesn't uh, Valve didn't Valve make that? No, it's uh, EA. Or no, who well, Bioware. What game Bioware. am I thinking? It was in the orange Half-Life. box. Half Life. That okay, never mind. And Portal was also in the orange box. Yeah, different game. Yeah, no, you're good. But no, it's Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It should be on the consoles. I play it on PC, but I played the originals when they were on 360. And those are the ones where you get to make your choices and 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 yeah, like that was really yeah. Game one, you get you have to make a choice between two uh, squad mates. One of them has to die, and you get to make that choice. And then that squad, whichever one you choose, they're in the other games in the series, and the other one's dead forever. What? So that's, that's so fucking crazy. Yeah. Okay. And now that we're talking about video games, where are we at on time, real quick? It's in a little under an hour, just about an hour. Okay. I think this will be a good question to ask because. You're a huge video game fan. I think, I don't know about Bill, you're not a huge video game fan. I'm a passive but, uh, video game. I like button they mashers. Have intro- they've introduced, so like some of the earliest AI that they introduced in games was like Halo 3. Mm. Remember when they released that and they were like, oh, the NPCs are <coughs> much smarter. And it, it was noticeably smarter. So like the legendary mode on the game Way harder. Yeah. What about when they can make games where the bosses can learn from you? And and I know they already do stuff like this, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, 
a game that learns or is creative in its own way, own way. So you can't look for um patterns in the way it fights you. Yeah. You know so what I would you love- could almost create a game that would be unless you beat it quickly, it would be almost impossible to beat that game because it learns and right. gets better and better against you. I wouldn't play it. Yeah, well, uh, you know what a, game I want? It would, it would be a huge fucking market for that. Look at games like Dark Souls. Oh yeah, and yeah, Elden Ring and shit. So it's like you would have streamers like, oh, I got this game that, and like, eventually this game's so good at playing against you that you can't beat the game, and like you'll just never beat it. Or I, w- I would rather have one that had endless possibilities, just like just you're gonna, talking about Mass Effect. So it's like I was just or, yeah, or the that, same kind of or that too. Yeah, imagine like if on you, a bigger scale, like uh, every game you played was completely different. Well, just imagine like a tell your own adventure where as you're making decisions, it's just writing the plot in the it background. It makes the game. Yeah, it makes as the game playing. as you're playing it. Be- oh, based my on, fucking God. Dude, that is the game I want to play. That's right the there. game everybody wants to play. Yeah. And that's where you start getting into uh, like total recall shit, right? It's to where you're like, am I still in the game? Like, you know what I mean? It's to where it starts to write itself and you lose yourself in between the game and reality and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like you leave the game, but did I leave the game or is that part of the game? See, and imagine how many like Twitch videos or just playthrough videos that be everyone's different. Oh, people streaming yeah. and like, yeah, everybody's experience is not like it's different in like games where you can like pick. And choose like a open world game like GTA. Yeah, everybody plays the game different, but essentially you're playing the same game. Yep. But what if, like we were, we're saying, you everybody starts in the same spot, and then every choice you make takes it down a different path, and that game can be played continually, and there's not really an end. Right, it's just chapters. It just will. continues to evolve until it's everybody's experience is different, just like in real life. So it's like you start when you're born, and then, but think about how many people would waste their real life playing that, playing that fucking game. But also, what's ready to say? One. What's to say reality isn't that already? In a way, we would and, never be able to know. You would not know, and it wouldn't matter. Like so you have to ask ask the magic eight ball that question, dude. That's the simulation theory. Is like, would it matter to us? No. If this is a simulation, no, probably not. And if it's a simulation, then the world the world that we're hiding from is probably way worse. I was going to say, uh, so um, funny enough, uh, this idea of what if it's all simulation has shown up in... The Matrix, by the way, we one, yeah, the, one AI oh, movie yeah, sure. that we didn't... No, we ta- I said The Matrix. Earlier. Yeah, he mentioned it. I was going to say, um, in philosophy, you also have this question as well of, um, you know, like what is real or what isn't real. And one I always found amusing was uh, Bishop Berkeley, although people say Berkeley now, but he's the guy that Berkeley's named after... And uh, he came up with an idea. So a lot of uh, empiricists were basically saying that our mind is a blank slate and that through experiencing... Tabula rasa. Exactly. Through our experiencing our ideas of the physical world broken down as like to primary and secondary qualities and the like like that, that we build our idea of what the world is. And Bishop Barclay's like, I'm just going to take out the middleman. All our mind deals with is ideas. 
All we have knowledge of is ideas, and that is it. Anything I see, like seeing you or you seeing me, I just have the ideas that my brain is being furnished with that you're there. Okay. Here's the thing about ideas, and this is... So when way, was that? This, well, hold on. You, oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Because well, um, it's a very... I believe 17th century. So 17th, 18th, or, or 16th, 17th century. You're talking about ideas, creativity. Ideas are creativity, yes? I and, mean... And so my point is, is like, this is another way you could start to decide if something's conscious or not. It's like when it creates its own ideas without any external programming. It's like, so I think this is the way you would have to do it. You create this AI, you know it's going to start but learning. Don't, don't we have external programming in our DNA? Well, uh, just that, in our exactly, environment. Exactly. So you, know? you do have baseline parameters on how you operate as a... Because we do, like you said, we do, as humans, we have that. We are essentially programmed to not all have the same experience but we all are programmed to exist in the environment we're in Mm -hmm. right so you would have to do that with an ai you have to start at a base line but also you don't insert those ideas or programming into it and let it just kind of develop as it as it does i think and it's then, not going to know but, it's but, self-aware until it's already happened, and it's going it's it's to look exactly. back and until be. It, you let it be creative, yeah, and 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 not go. Oh, I need you to make me a painting, or I need you to just let it create things and experience things as as its own. And that's what I was talking about as far as um like a ba- like deciding if something's um conscious or not. Is like new ideas of its own. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be interesting if you one day, you know, you go to an AI and you're like, hey, make me a painting. And he starts asking you like questions of about, what, what like, do you want me to make a painting? Not of? even that, like values of what makes a painting good. Like, how could I or, you know, like, how does this move you or it starts or maybe this maybe it has its own emotional response to a painting. Those kind and of we were talking about that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. It's like that would be hard how, to fake. How do we know that? It couldn't have emotions. Yeah, well, I mean, what if you showed a like, Van Gogh painting to an AI and it had just a deep, like, oh my and you, god, and I you're connect like, with and it, and you asked, and you, it, it cried. It, it like was what? so it it's it is impacted so much that it it cried in its own form. Yeah, I'm sure. There's a sci-fi. But the, story here's with the that deal. Somewhere. Then you Probably. would have to give it some uh, form of epicat. Well, I know it's Data good. cries when his cat almost dies in Star Trek uh, Generations. So there was there a story go. about a robot who fell in love. Um, and it was named Epicath, Epicath or something. Um, let's see if I can find it here. But I think it was in the classic sci-fi uh, realm, just like iRobot, one of those short stories. Kind of that golden age with Heinlein and, and uh, Arthur C. Clarke. How does yes, it have uh, emotions without a body? I mean, if it has a complex enough network. Because it's not just our brains that cause us to be who we are. It's like you said. It's our consciousness interacting with this physical form and like, how is that possible? We're not sure. Mm -hmm. But our emotions are the result of different chemicals in our bodies that are interacting with our brains. Like 
So they're almost intertwined. So can you have con- like true consciousness without biology? Well, and that's an interesting question. Because, I, like we said, you you pro yeah sure you could program this AI. You could go in and like we were saying, you have to have a baseline. So you're like, these are the emotions you're going to have based on whatever you run into, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't like this. This upsets me. Uh, this makes me happy. I really enjoy that. Like you know that kind of thing. Right. It's like. So how does a a computer develop emotion? Um, and I'm probably asking like crazy shit right now, but like, well, I would say the thing to keep in mind is while you know while our minds are uh, while our brains are electrochemical, they are still very much a um, how shall I say like a designed um, or a um, it's still machine-like in its own regard. It does it in a way that's obviously different than circuitry, but at the end of the day, it's still, in some sense, got that mechanism to it. You know what I mean? And so could you... uh, uh, So in philosophy, we call this multi-realizability, and the question you would have are, are emotions multi-realizable? And it seems like they are, because even in animals... Multi-realizable, what is that? Basically, can so like let's take emotions for example. Are emotions something that only exist in humans, or can they be realized in things that are completely different to humans? So, for example, do animals have emotions? I think uh, most. People, I would say yes. yes, exactly. And dogs are an ex expert that, at reading they're, they're our the, emotions. They're probably the they're, best example, just because we're so familiar with dogs. Yeah, but even my cat, even my cat, like I can tell when that fucker's mad. Mm-hmm. I can tell when he depressed. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. well, even the meow itself is a vocalization for humans. They don't meow to other cats. They only do this vocalization is, to us. That is crazy, right? And so, in principle, since emotion is in principle multi-realizable in other things other than us, there would be no in principle reason why it couldn't be realized in a AI. But those are all biological still. They are. We're talking but... about something completely different. That's the the, the problem. Well, that's why I say like in principle. We know, we know just because we don't know where consciousness come, comes from. We do know where emotion comes from. We know what causes you to be angry, the chemicals that do that. We know the part of the brain that, that manifests in. It's like we... So we're not like completely in the dark about this shit. Right. But it's... You would like to compensate for that biological programming. You would need uh, some other like software type programming to yep. uh, regulate those emotions, right? But that's all it would be. It would be programming. Well, but it's, and that, and that's and like what we're saying. It like you like said, it's a biological point? machine being uh, controlled by um, biological programming. When, when do we know that? I think, therefore, I am. When is it an actual thought? Just like you were saying, when is it creating out of nothingness? Right. Exactly. What, exactly. But, like when, when is it a programmed thought that it's like, because that's currently, so like the Google AI. Or even chat GPT. Is, is essentially programmed to respond in certain ways based on certain information, right? Like it's yep. uh, eventually you're going to run out of responses if you go long enough. Right. 
but I don't know the internet has no not end crea- sometimes. It's not going to create its own new ideas. Yeah. It's yeah, it's always regurgitating something else that already exists. Right. Yeah. I will point out but, something. Uh, but oh. people are like that too. Yeah. And well, I was just going to point something out that um, we haven't, uh, in one of our assumptions about AI and consciousness that we haven't talked about yet, are we ourselves actually conscious or are we in a deterministic universe wherein every prior state is dictating my current state and my current state dictating my future states? Oh, my God. So even with humans, you could make an argument, and people have, that we are not, in, in fact, ourselves, actually. Or just barely. Yeah, well, you think about it. I could sit there and We're in a matrix. My, yeah. We're in the little pods. Because if I wasn't here right now it's, talking it's to you the guys. the illusion of free will. Yeah, exactly. Because if I wasn't here right now with you guys being stimuli to think about this, would I right now, if I was at home, think, am I aware? Myself, I wouldn't because I don't have that stimul that stimulus present. Oh my! So I'll be trying these new speakers so out. It's on like this floating in that. It's this? again floating in that void. Yeah. So even with humans, can we like that concern of how much of uh, autonomy do we actually have? That even isn't even. Yeah. Answered. How much of what we do is just program response? Like exactly. And you feel like you're you have free will just because you have such a wide range of options. Well, and you think about it um, as well. Um, so in psychology, have you guys ever heard of uh, a thing called a schema? Mm-mm. So in psychology, our brains naturally like to group certain things together. So if I just ask you guys right now, think of the color white. Just think of the color white, okay? Mm-hmm. Did you have thoughts in your mind go to white things such as snow, milk, maybe your white-haired dog, like your brain naturally takes ideas like white and starts connecting them to others. I actually just looked at the trim on the... uh, The white guitar is right behind you. Yeah, exactly. That's how I I didn't even, like, think of something. I just, like, I thought of, like, a blank... I thought of, like, a blank white plane, but then also I was just staring at at the trim on the wall. Yeah, if you think about the color white long enough, you'll start thinking about things of that are white. Of something that is white. Or like exactly. you get a new car, and then all of a sudden you're seeing that like same Bill, car everywhere. Like Bill, he's like super extra white. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, but you think about Almost it. Our, see-through. our yeah. brains <laughs> naturally filter information. They naturally group information. And it's all a process that's a backdoor process. We're not consciously thinking or creating these schemas whatsoever. Yeah, it's programmed response, dude. Exactly. And so, that's what I was saying, like the illusion of free will. It's like you have such a wide array of programmed responses that uh, it seems like you're making your own choices, but really you're still choosing from a predetermined set of responses. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, there's people who have ta- attacked this idea. Of, this know, shit is fucking breaking my brain. Yeah, but, uh, and, you know, and there's obviously a lot this of people. This is the kind of shit I love, and I, I really want to do, like, more shit like this on the show. Mm-hmm. So you think about, it, though, I mean, you know, since we can't even appraise ourselves in a way fairly or in a neutral, neutral way, it makes appraising AI almost impossible. That's, well, exactly. Like, we're using ourselves as a ruler and we don't even know how long the ruler is you know what i mean so like, it's like even uh, with life itself it's like no we need this this and this for life to exist go to the deepest depths of the ocean you know what life would, cannot exist here it's thriving 
go to like the volcanic oh, yeah. eruptions. No, yeah. life cannot exist at this temperature. It's thriving. Look yep. how extremophiles. Well, the, you think about that, but then also look at like extinction events on the planet and how long humans have actually been here and how many societies and civilizations that have reached insane amounts of sophistication, different levels of like just as advanced as us, but in different ways and different forms. You know what I mean? How did they build the fucking pyramids? We don't fucking know. Like, right. They're still researching Roman concrete, dude, and how durable it is. It's, it's uh, you can't well we also assume that we are the most intelligent which no i don't don't, i don't know or advanced i guess is the best word but yeah also yeah i mean but then it's like yeah the the pyramids we can't even figure out how they did uh, that we we don't know how or they don't want us to figure it out i have seen some i think i think the pyramids are much much older than they assume the sphinx is uh, they've they've found water erosion on the sphinx which I was ruins their timelines i was altogether. listening to a podcast today and i would encourage you guys to do the same but it was on joe rogan's show but he had a couple of guys on talking about uh ancient civilizations and whatnot and uh, what they were talking about a lot was like this site that really really lines up big time with the the atlantis um descriptions from plato mm-hmm. so um just the geography of the area all fits into the description but it's in the middle of the sahara desert oh yeah so everybody assumed it's underwater but it really it's out yeah in the middle of the desert there's uh, and but they were talking about just like humanity and the way that we assume just through um, like current theories and whatnot of like how long we've actually been here. Mm. Um, and it, I'm losing my thought here. Well, we assume a lot of times that at any given time that we are at the pinnacle, right? And they talked about that, too. Is like we feel like we're at the top right now, but honestly, we can't even figure out how they did that. We're not even on their level. Like, yeah. whoever built those pyramids, we are not on that level. We could do that, definitely. We could do that, but it would be a monumental, ridiculous fucking effort that would... Or it would be of different materials yeah. than what they yeah, but had. To do it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it would, like we could do it with concrete, and that'd be way. It really, would. It would be half of it would all just be a facade of styrofoam with the proper paint, you know. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a true pyramid. We're talking about something that well, could last. Not only, and that's just it. How long could that last? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Like no. and like that's the point is we don't even know how old they are. Well, really. Over. Over four thousand years, roughly. Uh, it's at least. over. No, well, they say six thousand. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like at least four thousand years. What you think about uh, it? But it's so much. They're so much older than that. Oh, I'm sure they gotta be. Oh, I'm sure. I'm just you know. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, was, I got you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and um, well, I mean, 
even with peoples in the past, um, like I would honestly argue that the thinkers of the 16th and 17th and 18th centuries were far more intelligent than we were, even though they don't have like the technology. I mean, you think about it. They had a longevity, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to. Cut oh, you're that, good. But they had a longevity in like their society. Mm, yeah. Like the modern world is what, 400 years old? If you. The industrial age. When did that? Start? Oh, uh, that's in like around eighteen eighteen fifties. Not that long. Yeah, because when you start talking about those uh, monolithic sites, they talk about oh, it's between, you know, uh, six thousand to ten thousand years old. That's fucking four thousand years old. Uh, a space in there where you're like you're you're going yeah, it's between this and. That is such a huge chunk of time, 4,000 years, even 1,000 years. Yeah. Even 1,000 years. 1,000 years ago, they didn't speak English. Like, English was not a thing. Well, it was a very older version of but, but, Well, okay, right. But you get <laughs> it was really like... No, no YOLO. It was a completely different world in these spaces that they're like, it's between here and here. Mm-hmm. You have complete... Like, it, the world changes so quickly. Yeah. Well, I think we're at a time where so what things if this change whole... quicker, just yes. like the exponential kind of growth in technology. Is it quicker? where it's rapidly? Is it quicker, or does it just seem like that? To I us? think both. I think it's legitimately quicker. I mean, uh, look at just the transition from uh, bronze tools and weaponry to iron. That took how many times does that happen? Like? And, and it has, and... but just in general, no, I'm saying like we don't know, but. Also, maybe this is the first time we've delved into like the technological form of advancement, but also like building the pyramids, they were advanced in a way that we don't even understand. That's like what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I do think though that the rate of progress, at least even. I would say even ideologically, socially, I think has increased. Um, I would I would be more inclined to think that as civilizations happen and fall, it's like you do have these periods where advancement seems to go really quickly. No, oh, yeah. I'm, so it's I'm like so when they built the, the pyramids, first, maybe... The first computer, computer was built in 1945. This is just a quick Google search. Uh-huh. When the first computer beat the man at chess was in 1997. So now in 2022, so 22 years, we are getting artificial intelligence that can chat with us, that can talk with us, Mm -hmm. give us answers and solution, can help us code. We'll write code for you and tell you what's wrong with your code. I think think that's... And I mean, and that's that's the kind of progression that you know that rapidly, you know. I, I will say, if you want to know something, Google something to blow your mind. Look up the ancient Greek computer. Oh yeah, they. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, the one they found on that ship. Yep. And then they rebuilt it. Isn't it a uh, calendar? Uh, no, it's, it's a celestial <laughs> calendar, or is it a actual? I think it's. Um, or they don't know what it was. I yeah, I don't think they don't know fully what it was, but because um, they only found like the gears and shit, and then they. I think it was due to navigation and stuff like that. I think is what they were using. Right, or it was because probably, it was on a ship. Yeah, what's it say there, Bill? Um, 
The ancient Anna. crank and powered rotary described by the old ex- oldest example of an analog computer. And it is that where the this analog, is Wikipedia. Is that where the word analog comes from? Analog just an- means physical. Anna, physical. I think analog just became Anna more prevalent. Mechanism. Yeah, I in terms of I, I highly doubt the word analog itself uh, etymology comes, comes from the Greek. Yeah. It's probably a Latin word. Because that's the thing that's interesting about English, right, is with the Norman invasion and the Normans coming into England. All right, well, read that real quick. Well, well, oh, I just... Oh. I mean, that was that was the okay, oldest part about it. Um, so what, where were you looking? used to predict as, astronomical positions and eclipses during the decades. So actually predicting the eclipses, that's, that's a pretty... Decades in advance, yeah, yeah. is what it says there, yeah. Well, dude... Le- not like going back to the pyramids and shit. You look at like the alignment of that on the horizontal, and uh, so your latitude and longitude, like so that's like almost perfect on that, right? Like yeah. the the placement of those pyramids. Yeah. Not only that, if you, I guess, if you take the circumference, like you do the math on the. Measurements of the bottom of the pyramid, it equals out to the circumference of the earth in one respect. And then you do the height. Okay. And it does the same for the opposite. So you get the di- the dimensions of the earth. Gotcha. Okay. Based on the measurements of the pyramid, if you do the math the right way, I'm not that smart. No, you're good. I was going to say one thing I want to say just because this is uh, one of my pet peeves. Uh, just so you know, the ancients did not believe the world was flat. Aristotle, in fact, proved it was round. So, I mean, I've actually heard that. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty modern, really fucking stupid belief. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it, uh, just like the Dark Ages being called the Dark Ages when the Renaissance was the rebirth. Yeah, because it was just the arrogance. They of called the, it that back then. No, they didn't. The ancient, the Dark Ages people didn't think they were in the Dark Ages. The yeah, Renaissance just like, only just they were, did it they too. Were just like, this that was like... we. No, we are the Renaissance. Yeah, the re. Wave our private parts in your general direction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, because they were able to get the ancient Greek uh, materials back to them, like Aristotle and Plato, since they really, I mean, in the West after the collapse of the Roman Empire, they had like five books. One of them with being the Bible, and uh, Plato's Timaeus being another. So I mean, they didn't have a lot of books in the West, and so. But even still, with the monasteries, there was still a lot of um, theological development and um, and thought going in there that a lot of people just now ignore. Well, a lot of books, you didn't have a lot of books until the printing press, and you know what they printed after that was like How to Spot a Witch, <laughs> you know, shit like that. It wasn't like, here's some actual knowledge there, no, like here's how to... It's just no. like the internet today. Right? It's not, it's not much has changed. Pro- fucking propaganda and bullshit because people are crazy, man. Yeah, like, you know, you know, Trump's going to do this or something. Yeah, I mean, you see all these kind of fake news things. And these ideas, I mean, are old. I mean, really, if you study history long enough, you really do come to the conclusion there's not much new under the sun. No, there's not. And, like, people are people are people are people and always will be. And, well, hopefully not. Hopefully we do get better at this. Well, I think there's it, people are people, but there's different ranges. Oh and yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, I think what you're saying is you hope. The, but that's the, the whole thing about people history. People are good, 
when the right time comes. No, I, I am know? a pretty That's big why. believer in the idea that most people are good in like in that and good is a spectrum, obviously. Skynet would disagree with you. Yeah, well, it, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> it depends on your level of perspective. If you look at <laughs> us over the time of our, bum, 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 bum. yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a fucking dude. So the second one was uh, that was actually though I didn't watch the first Terminator until I was much older. Mm. But like so, Judgment Day was my. That's what that was Terminator to me. So I was like, Arnold, he's a bad guy. <laughs> Come on. I mean, yeah, it, it got. It was the same way for me. I watched T two. Um, probably the first time I was like eight or ten or something like that. Oh, and yeah. I didn't watch the original. How old are you? Uh, thirty. I'll be thirty three in April. See, I watched the original one first. Did you? Yeah. So so when he came back and you saw him there, I still had that bit of terror. That's like, oh no, you didn't know. Yeah. I think you probably had a new oh, little bit. So, from the like previews. in the beginning of the second one, you're like, "Oh shit!" It's like, "Oh no, there's two of them after her now." It's like, "Oh, you know, just like Sarah Connor character was afraid." Dude, you know what's so funny about the newest one? When he's like selling blinds and shit. You remember? I don't know if I've seen it. So, uh, like, yeah, I haven't even wasted my uh, time. The story of it is that the one from T two, so the T, uh, the the liquid one. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ar- Arnie's. Yeah, okay. Cyberdyne 101 or whatever. Yeah, whatever he is. He wasn't the only one that was sent back. It's like there were a handful of them sent back in time Mm -hmm. to try and find John Connor, and that's just the one that found him. The one in the newest Terminator was one that didn't find John, and just after the mission was complete... He just started a life. <laughs> he just got, married, got to like, work. And married this chick and started selling blinds and shit. So he could like break down everything about like hanging blinds in your house and like how to be feng shui and like all this. Sh- it was really fucking hilarious. You guys should watch That's it. the one where they did the like... Um... Uh, this um, part, uh, it was my, uh, I don't know if it was a deep fake, but they basically had a digitally de-aged um, mm. Linda Hamilton and they had the young um, Edward Furlong at, as he looked in T2. And Well, here's the thing. I forgot about this part. Mm. He's actually the one that killed John because after the events of the second movie, uh, oh, D-Day's like they think they saved the future and all this and like Sarah and John go on holiday in like Hawaii or whatever mm. and as they're partying down and uh and that's kind of the thing Sarah watches another one of the Arnold's show up and smoke John and that's boom yeah it, like kills him and it like starts the whole shit over again yeah, I've seen it broken down by Corridor Crew when they were talking about the special effects of it, so that's how I know about that scene. It's, yeah. it's interesting. It, it's an interesting, because like you're not only are you fucking with AI, but you're talking about time travel, too, and what the fuck. Mm-hmm. It gets really complicated then. Didn't we do it a time travel episode? Yeah, I think so. God, we've done so many now, we can't even remember how we, what we've done. 
Did you guys talk about Steins Gate in that one? Mm-mm. That's in my opinion. That's the best sci-fi story I've watched. See, I I didn't finish it. Steins Gate. It's a. Is that anime? an anime? It's an anime. Yeah. So who else was talking about that? Chelsea was she? Well, yeah. Um, or uh, Vince. Yeah. Well, I I was the one who introduced them mm-hmm. to it. So. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. It's it's a great story. Um, it's basically about a guy who inadvertently invents a time machine, and he's starting to change things. So yeah, whatever. And then his best he, friend he creates a time machine by accident. Kind of yeah. How the fuck do you do that? It explains that, but I'm gonna have to watch this. <laughs> Uh, but basically, he gets into a situation where no matter what he does, his best childhood best friend dies. No matter how many tries, times he tries to go back and save her, she just keeps dying in it, it just any way you can imagine. And so he's trying to figure out how to undo every choice he made. That's like, so like uh, undoing his own uh, uh, butterfly effect. That's like exactly. um, yeah. that Doctor Strange episode of What If is like no matter what he does that chick dies you know what i mean kind of yeah and uh it's a i don't want to spoil it It, it's a it's a good show if you want your heart ripped out and stomped on i I do i like that a lot it's very cathartic emotionally at least for me and i know that chelsea like chelsea was one of those types of people that didn't grip her in the first step she's like yeah whatever i forced her to watch like six and she's like hooked and she's like oh i got to finish this and now it's one of her favorites nike's really into it she was like that because of her yes because all, all because of you she was That's, like that with Dragon Ball too, and now she's doing a Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vinny and I for years were like, "Dude, watch it. It's awesome." Yeah. And by the way, oh, do you ever want to do the Dragon Ball podcast? It's been a long time since I've watched any of you it. You didn't so. watch any Super. Uh, uh, well, I did. So my uh, buddy in college was watching Super as is coming out. So I have seen. I don't know what the arc they call it, but basically all the universe is fighting, and the I've seen tur- who the tournament of power, the tournament of power, and I know who wins and all of that. So I, I and I enjoyed it. It was a good tournament. So fucking good. My favorite. By the way, go to the Dragon uh, ComicZone dot com, and uh, we have, like we said, we got the main show, which is we're on right now. And also, Dragon These Balls, where we break down uh, Dragon Ball and all its forms right now. Like we said, we're on the Tournament of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, and winding down on the main shit, we might jump into GT. But <laughs> Are you a masochist? No. <laughs> uh, I talked about it last episode. I'm like, we can cover that, but it's going to be a hard watch. Yeah, I've never watched GT, so I'm just like, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But yeah, go and check that out whenever, or if you haven't, or if you're into Dragon Ball. So you guys need to watch Hunter X Hunter X. That's what you need. To I've watch. watched some of that. Um, have you ever watched like Psychopaths? Yes, uh, only the first season, but the first season is dude. Awesome. You just watch all of it. I think there's only one season. I think there's two. Is there? I want to say there is, but, you know, obviously... That one kind of gets into AI, but it's like a build an AI out of multiple minds. Yeah, like so brain like in a, the vat. It's like mm-hmm. a hive mind type thing. So all your, like, hyper geniuses and psychopaths and shit are all a part of this mass. Because they, they made something called the Sybil system where it can real-time tell your emotional state and your 
probability of committing violent crime. So, like, it's kind of well, like I saw that when I was in Chicago in the offices of Microsoft. So they're so they're watching. It really you. exists. They're watching they're, you, and through these scanners and shit, they can sense your like emotional level. And they'll, they'll kill you if you get too emotional or upset. And they run into a psychopath who can legitimately murder someone right in front of you, and he registers as, like, dead sane. But they also have these guns that are only you're only able to fire once they read that somebody needs to be taken out. So, like you said, a psychopath that can kill somebody with no reading, and you can't kill them. Yeah, your gun doesn't work. It just sits there and goes, oh, normal range. and Normal range, she's fine. Yeah. It's yeah, great but, show. which one was but, this? But in the beginning of the show, psychopaths, psycho, like psychopaths, past. yeah, past tent. No, like past, like a multi. Oh, multi pass. Gotcha. Yeah. So in the beginning of the show, first episode, so they can. No, listen, I gotcha. Let's check it out. First episode, this chick is a hostage of some really like fucked up dude, right? Uh, they are chasing down this guy. They end up killing him. Save the day. Yes. But then their weapons start reading that the victim is too emotional. Yep. And she's just upset and freaking, oh, I just spent through a really bad thing and I'm freaking out. And they're like, uh, they, I think she was raped too. So yeah. I think so that. it's like, it doesn't distinguish between like somebody who's a victim and emotionally upset and somebody who's a fucking raving lunatic. Yeah. So that's, it's like obviously a flawed system. It's almost like the minority report. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a similar, yeah, idea, except for you don't have, like, actual, like, predicting the future. <laughs> right. Through some three kids in a pot of water. Sure, <laughs> it works. <laughs> They're precognizant. Hello. Yeah. How does that work? No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I feel we've really uh, gone down a different rabbit hole than AI, but. Oh, now? It happens. Oh, yeah, it happens a lot on this show. but It does, yeah. I hope we covered that shit fairly well. I mean, I felt like we did a pretty good job, at least our interpretation of things. You could do a whole podcast on AI. Oh, yeah. Alone. Oh, yeah. So... And if we could get, like, guests not saying you don't know what the fuck you're... Because you're, like, one of the smartest fucking people we've met on here. Like, no doubt. Oh, thank you. We I'm... bring you on when we want to feel smarter. Yeah. Uh, when we're like, we don't know shit. Where's Scott? Where's Scott? Call him. Yeah. Get him down here. Stat. I mean, if you say so. (laughs) Dude, he's so humble, too. What a guy. What a guy. Follow the Comic Zone uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, all the good stuff, iTunes. Go to YouTube. Follow us there. We need the follows there. uh, So we're putting these all up every episode now. All video now. So go check out YouTube and follow us there and support the the page there, TikTok, uh, all the good shit, socials, all that. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, and as Bill would say, keep it black. <laughs>